Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The Teacher's Pet is an Australian true crime series that centres on the disappearance and suspected murder of Sydney woman Lynn Dawson in 1982. The show's uncovered new evidence and witnesses the events leading up to her disappearance. And although this 36-year-old cold case remains unsolved, the investigation has led the New South Wales Police to look into historic claims of sexual abuse by teachers at a local high school. Made by news and media company The Australian and hosted by its national chief correspondent Hedley Thomas, the show's also proving to be a big commercial success, having just passed 4 million downloads and been number one of the iTunes charts in Australia in just about every week since it launched in May. Here's part of episode three of The Teacher's Pet, where Hedley Thomas manages to get the chief suspect in the case on the phone. Lynette Dawson was reported missing by her husband, former Newtown Jets rugby league star Chris Dawson. He said I was going to get a hitman to kill Lynn and he rang me and said Lynn's gone, she isn't coming back. I just want justice and I'd love her little girls to know she didn't leave them. This is Weekend Sunrise with Monique Wright and Basil Zemplis. The case which has gone very cold, which has been thrust back into the spotlight by a major media investigation. In January 1982, mother of two, Lynette Dawson, went missing from Sydney's northern beaches. Her husband, Chris, a star rugby league player and physical education teacher, was the prime suspect but was never charged. He waited six weeks to report her disappearance to police, but took just two days to move his lover, a 16-year-old student, into the family home. So bizarre, isn't it? Renee Sims will bring you in. Uh, Renee, you're the daughter of Lynette's brother, Greg. Does the family believe that Chris Dawson murdered Lynn? Yeah, they do. Yep. Public interest in this cold case has grown since the release of the first two episodes of The Teacher's Pet. And do you hope, do you suspect, do you think you will get closure to this? Will you get the definitive answer that the family is searching I for? I think we're all very much hoping that that will be the case. Renee, we just heard he lives on the Sunshine Coast. There's every chance Chris Dawson is watching this right now. Yeah. If he is, what would you say to him? Just do what, what's right. Let us know where she is. That's it. Mm. Headley, where are we at with this? Where is Chris Dawson now? Hi, Chris speaking. One breakthrough can crack this cold case and deliver justice over the probable murder of Lynn Dawson 36 years ago. A confession by Lynn's alleged killer, her husband, Chris Dawson, would solve it in a heartbeat. Oh, g'day, Chris. My name's Hedley Thomas. Uh, I'm a journalist. Oh, Hedley, I know, I know of you, yes. Chris, his twin brother, Paul, and others in the clannish Dawson family have known about some of the angles I've been pursuing these past six months of investigation. Some of the people I've been to for information, background talks and recorded interviews have let Chris know. Chris sounded unperturbed when he answered my call. 
He lives in a modern beachside house, a short drive south of Noosa on Queensland's Sunshine Coast. Chris, I'd really like to have a chat to you in your views on this. Billy, I've spoken to journalists before and articles in television shows have been coming out and have not been fair in my um, interpretation of what I've said. Totally changed everything I have said. Before going on, let's restate some baseline facts. Joanne Curtis was 16 and attending Cromer High School on Sydney's northern beaches when her sports teacher introduced the student to his home as a babysitter. His obvious affection for Joanne, a girl half his age, quickly grew into an obsessive infatuation. Their intense sexual relationship from the second half of 1980 was well known at school. The teachers, the students, and even some of the parents knew all about it. The relationship was somehow hidden from Chris's wife, Lynn, despite Joanne's regular sleepovers as babysitter at the Dawson House at Bayview, her nude swims with Chris in the family pool, and long driving lessons in his car. And when Lynn suddenly vanished after 12 years of marriage and the birth of two girls, Joanne moved straight into the family home at Bayview. Joanne started sleeping on Lynn's side of the bed two days after Lynn's disappearance. But there has been no trace of Lynn Dawson, no sign of life, ever since. 36 years later, Chris enjoys walking from his house to the nearby sand and surf. He lives comfortably about 1,000 kilometres north of Sydney's northern beaches and Cromer High. Chris and his third wife recently went to Fiji to celebrate a significant wedding anniversary. I'm sorry, I, I've lost all my faith in journalism, so... Um, I mean, the one thing... So, 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 so sorry, my, my answer is, is no, I, I won't be speaking to you, sorry. Chris has only done one interview about the case. The scoop belonged to Cara Lawrence, a crime reporter with Sydney's leading newspaper, The Daily Telegraph. Cara spoke to Chris in 2003, a few months after a coroner's finding that Chris had murdered Lynn because he wanted it all, Joanne and the house at Bayview, and his children. The same powerful finding was delivered two years earlier by another coroner who closely examined the detailed brief of police evidence. Cara's report after her interview with Chris was perfectly balanced and straight. The headline was, I did not kill my wife. At the time, Chris was on leave, having been suspended from his job as a teacher at a Catholic all-girls school, St Ursula's, in the Queensland town of Yapoon. He looks reflective in the accompanying photograph. Chris told Cara, I've thought of suicide, but I've got the most beautiful family I would ever want, and I know that if I did that, people would just say, he's guilty. I've made mistakes at the time, but I don't know how that comes to murdering somebody. I've got no reason to believe she's not alive though I can't understand why she didn't contact her family. That was 15 years ago, and Chris has kept his head down since. The former star footballer for the Newtown Jets is still the only suspect for homicide cops in Sydney. But Chris won't be confessing to a crime he insists that he didn't commit. After the findings of both coroners, the files were sent to the New South Wales Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions. And on both occasions, the DPP balked and refused to put the case in front of a jury. I've been looking at legal documents, diary entries, and talking to witnesses about what appears to be the DPP's misunderstanding 
of some really significant aspects of the case. It suggests that at least some of the DPP's reasons for not prosecuting Chris Dawson were based on a false premise about key facts. These will be described in detail in a future episode. Lynn's family tell me they see the DPP as Chris Dawson's ally. And it seems to be, whatever he says, has been accepted as fact by the DPP. I followed up with a lengthy note. I offered Chris an unedited interview in which he could put all of his side of the story. The same offer was made to his twin brother, Paul Dawson, but they haven't replied. The offers remain open. I wrote to their older brother, the solicitor in the Dawson family, Peter Dawson, who had previously spoken on behalf of the twins. Peter hasn't replied either. Rebecca Hazel, Joanne Curtis's friend from the Northern Beaches, got more when she wrote to Peter Dawson to ask for an interview. Peter still practices as a solicitor in Sydney's West, and he responded with a curt email. This isn't his voice, but these are his words from the email. There is no story or book in Lynette Dawson's decision to leave her husband and children. That is a decision made freely and consciously by many women, including Lynette. Your interest in the matter can only be generated by the periodic media regurgitation of unsubstantiated and unsustainable allegations against Chris Dawson. Those allegations were made in the course of the incompetent, expensive and totally unnecessary forensic investigation of Lynette's decision and have already caused great distress to Lynette's daughters and to the entire Dawson family. We therefore have no interest whatsoever in assisting you to perpetuate the myth that there is anything interesting at all about Lynette's decision. Some of episode three of The Teacher's Pet. You can find more information about how to listen to the rest of it and subscribe at rnz.co.nz forward slash podcast hour now. And thanks to Hedley Thomas, Kelly Southam and Slade Gibson at The Australian for their help in sharing that with you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.